Oh yeah. It's Taco Tuesday. What's up? It's back. Door cover. I am Micah. I am joined by Brad. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great, Micah. It's great to hear your voice. I was concerned there for a minute. Not going to lie, when I started hearing doors shut and things slam during the intro music. So you recovered well, Um, like you always do. You're good. Thank you. Uh, It is the first Taco Tuesday of the offseason for the Los Angeles Lakers and LeBron James. But not the last, because there's a bunch. Yeah, a lot left in the calendar year. Taco Tuesday. So are we blaming LeBron for the season? Is that where we're at? No. For his no, for his hand in composing this team and bringing Russell Westbrook to the team. I mean, I don't think LeBron did that. You don't think that was his decision? You don't think that they got his sign off to do that before they they did it? Seems like that's what the majority of NBA media, whatever podcast universe, seems to. Yeah, it's hard to say. Alluding to throughout his career, he's had a lot more say than he's really had. This year with the Lakers. Mm. So there's an argument to be made, I guess. Rob Palenka somehow just doesn't get blamed for for any of it. Yeah, that's a nice deal. Just running the team, but not getting held responsible for any of the shitty decisions, which are clearly his his decisions. It's not like it's the coach who decided to bring in Russ Westbrook. It's definitely not Frank Vogel's fault. That motherfucker got his ass ran over by a bus, then backed on up over. Uh, Things are rough for Frank Vogel. I don't think he really minds leaving i mean he got his championship his resume is boosted like i don't think this hurts his legacy or his ability to get hired in the future at all so i i don't think this is a bad deal for him i think he's just going to continue to get paid get that contract money but uh not have to do no work yeah that's kind of a dream kind of the dream yeah especially when you're in a a no win yeah when you're in no win position as he was uh we'll see what happens with Frank, T's and P's for him, but I think he'll turn out just fine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is this is backdoor cover. We're we're the, the NBA playoffs are basically here, playing games tonight and tomorrow. Uh, the Masters was this weekend. Perhaps you paid attention to that. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. We'll we'll discuss. And uh, there's some other news. There's a uh, big breaking news about the Washington Commanders today. What is it? Well, that's the name of the team now. No, but. I knew that. I know who they are. I want to know what the news be. Uh, there's some sort of federal investigation mm. uh, and some allegations about keeping two different sets of books and mm. essentially defrauding the NFL. Oh, boy. Oh Which, boy. Uh, this would be, this is dangerous for Dan Snyder because almost nothing will cost you an NFL team, um, you know, they don't really care until you start messing with their money. The allegations are that there was a bookkeeper for the team for 25 years who's gone public and saying that the team kept two different types of books, two sets of books. Mm-hmm. So what what he claims they were doing was when they would have a Kenny Chesney concert or something, mm-hmm. they would allocate all of the revenue that they generated during football season to that concert. Okay. So then they could claim that they made less money during football season. Mm. And so they wouldn't have to share that money it's with the other team. 
Yeah. And, um, you know, this sounds like something that probably every NFL team is doing. I would I agree. Yeah. All the rich guys know how to make their money uh, look as small as possible. So you get the least cut of it. Like that's, that's a, that's rule one of fight club is you figure out how to not pay taxes and shit. So they're figuring that out. Yeah. Especially, although it is a different thing when you're not sharing with your partners, but you know, who am I to say? Mm. Well, the, the commanders are, they command the headlines. Like they're one of the biggest sources of entertainment from the league. So like they're doing more of their work than the rest of the people who are doing good jobs. So, you know, well, Jerry Jones is getting a lot of headlines too, uh, <laughs> with his with his fathering of children and the bizarre things going on with him. Mm. But they just make all that stuff go away. It's because he hasn't been known to steal from his other uh, owners. Mm. So Jerry can do basically whatever he wants. Fair enough. But you know what? I'm not a uh, a CPA, but I am. Yeah, go ahead. I am a certified mortgage advisor. I got you. Buddy. Thank you, Brad. You're welcome. Yeah, I saw that coming. Uh, sorry for the pause there. Yeah, you may ask, what is what is a certified mortgage advisor? A CMA, CMA. You may ask, and I'll tell you, your boy's certified. I want to advise you. I want to help in any way that I can. Think of me as a debt advisor, mm. as well as just a mortgage guy. There are lots of mortgage brokers out there. I will broker your loans. I will help you. But I'm also there just to give advice uh, and uh, be there for listeners of this podcast. You guys have given me so much over the years. It is my pleasure to give back to you. The best way to do this is to schedule a free, risk-free consultation today at MicahWiner.com. Micah's a good advisor, too. Uh, One time he advised me to... Uh, take 37 shots during my 21st birthday and it, it, it worked out pretty good. So the, the advice yeah. coming from this guy, pretty quality, high quality stuff. Thank here. you. That was many years ago. That was when I was just a certified shot taking advisor. Uh, certified scum. Uh, yeah. I wasn't actually certified then. The, mm. the, the certification is not easy, Pam, but uh, I'm happy to help anyway that I can. Michaelweiner.com. Uh, of course, check out early bird. CBD.com slash backdoor as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, big shout to our friends over there. You know what to do. Full spectrum hemp gummies you can feel. And uh, Brad, speaking of early bird, did we ever hear from the winners of our backdoor invitational? We only have third place identified at the moment. So we're okay. still working this on is, J-Rack now. The last time I'm going to say it, if you finish first or second in the 2022 backdoor invitational, there are some gummies waiting for you. You just have to come to us. Reach out to your boys at Michael Weiner and at Bradley B. Key on Instagram. Or if you know somebody who uh, was one of the top three, just let them know. Give them a little nod. We want to send them the goods. So, uh, yeah, we're going to give that one more uh, week to figure it out. The second place was Fields. Uh, his username is ESPN Fan 5000 letters. So I don't, it is what yeah. it is. But Fields, holler at us, player. We want to get you right. There you go. All right. Speaking of getting right, Shotty, Scotty Scheffler has uh, gotten his game right mm. in the last six weeks. I believe he has four wins in his last six tournaments, and now he owns a green jacket. He had no wins before this year, and now he has, like you said, very many. 
including the Masters and a WGC event that was here in Austin. So uh, he's kind of uh, he's kind of on fire, Micah. I, I I think it's safe to say it. Yeah, I think he uh, is more relatable than he's ever been either. When he made a four putt in eighteen and still won the tournament, uh, a true Happy Gilmore esque uh, finish to that round. Just coasting in on a four putt. That's gangster, though, man. He he coasted on a four putt and still won by three shots. Yeah. So yeah. he finished over uh, Rory McIlroy, who shot a sixty four on Sunday. Uh, basically, the best round of of young Rory McIlroy's uh, career. Young's probably not the right word, but he's pretty damn young. I think he's in his early thirties, like thirty two, something like that. But regardless, uh, that's the, that's the best round of golf Rory's played at the Masters, and he looks damn good, bogey free. 64. Yeah, I mean, I feel like he does this often at the mat, uh, at the majors. He he just falls down on Saturday mm. and then comes back and makes a late run when it's just way too late. But he did play well and made a made a run, and I believe he finished second by himself. Correct. Uh, I mean, he was the, the leader the man, in the, the clubhouse whenever he finished his finished the 18th hole. But clearly, Scotty had a lot of golf. No, play. no, I don't think so. Oh, is that not correct? Oh, my bad. My no, bad. I don't think so, Scotty. Uh, Scotty had a birdie putt on 14 or 15 that was like two feet when Rory was in there and he was like, he's going to make this and he's going to be four up with four to play. Ah, so yeah, fair enough. Uh, but he made it, made a good run. He was in second place by himself, uh, six to, and you know, uh, holding out on 18, one of the biggest shots of the tournament. It was fun. I think Rory said it best. was the happiest he's ever been after a round of golf in his entire career, uh, Sunday. So wow, that's pretty he uh, did. Big. You could feel the joy. Yeah, he seemed very happy. I mean, it'd feel pretty damn good to shoot sixty four at the Masters when most of these motherfuckers are blowing up for seventy eights and eighties. Well, the real question is whether we think Scotty Scheffler is a uh, star, mm-hmm. or if he's going to go like his former Longhorn uh, associate Jordan Spieth and sort of be. Uh, I don't know, a, a bright star that burns out quickly. Hmm. Well, I wouldn't not to say, say Jordan Spieth. Yeah. Not to say Jordan Spieth doesn't have good golf left in him, but Spieth was very hot for a little while. Meteoric, yeah. Has faded uh, to a certain extent. Scotty Scheffler on top of the world right now. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, very good questions to pose. I, I don't I've know always, the answer. I think he's got staying power. Yeah, I've always been of the opinion that Spieth uh, got greedy hmm. and started showing up on the Saudi tour and taking taking bags of cash to show up in Abu Dhabi and Japan and like places all over the world. What's wrong with uh, that? After he, well, he played too many rounds. He traveled too much and didn't focus on golf, focused on making money uh, and cashing in on his, his early success and never reached that level again. Whereas if, if he would have just focused on playing good golf, and not flying all over the world to take cash, guaranteed money, it might have helped him in the long run. That's my my opinion, anyway. Hmm. Interesting. I'm not one to. I don't like begrudging people of making making cash, though. Yeah, I respect that for sure. Got to have a long term and a short term strategy, though. Mm-hmm. So uh, <laughs> that, that's coming from Micah, the consultant, Officer Micah. I'll put. That's right. I'll put you in a thirty year strategy. Let's go. Micah won't won't advise you to go uh, hang out with uh, Saudis and stuff. Apparently, that's not in his 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 recommendations. Uh, yeah, my recommendation is not to get the Saudi bag. Okay. That seems like a mistake. But who am I? 
Yeah. You know, I, maybe Sky Shuffler will go get that sweet, sweet Saudi money and be happy. Mm. And, uh, or maybe you won't. Who knows? He, he is 25 years old, by the way, Scheffler, and Spieth is 28, just to give you a sense of the differences in age there. Hmm. Pretty impressive. A star is born. Uh, I did read a funny piece today about how, uh, you know, Scotty Scheffler, of course, went to Highland Park High School, mm-hmm. home of uh, Matthew Stafford and Clayton Kershaw. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What did you learn from that? Well, nothing really, but it's it's uh, now that now that Highland Park has uh, conquered team sports and country club sports, the final frontier for a Scotty would be the UFC champion. Mike, I got some breaking news for you. The yeah. first time I got drunk ever was with Highland Park people at a Highland Park uh, high school party. So how about that? Was Matthew Stafford there? Uh, I don't think so. It's pretty unlikely. Uh, this would have been in like 1998. So, you know, just a little before I, his time. I went, I went rule it out. Uh, Jordan Spieth born in 93. He would have been five years old. So just, yeah, know, he wasn't, he wasn't, wasn't there. Sheffler definitely wasn't there. He was like two. So there you go. Well, that is definitely had more than two beers though. Who? Wow. Look at you. Thank you. Well, congratulations. Combat sports, the final frontier for uh, Highland Park high school. Yeah, they don't have any fighters? Uh, I, generally, the most prestigious uh, zip code in, Texas, in, in any state mm-hmm. isn't the best place to find combat sports. I think they've got athletes. a good ro- uh, wrestling program. At least my cousins wrestled, so maybe they didn't have a good wrestling huh. program. I don't know. Yeah, well, mm. maybe, maybe, maybe we will find that uh, yeah. combat sports athlete. There you go. So that's the Masters. Uh, Tiger fell apart on the weekend, but it was still great to see him. I mean, he made it to the finish line. That was basically a win in its own. And he announced he's playing in the U.S. Open. I'm sorry, the uh, the Open Championship. The Open. Yes, that's right. So which, we I believe I, which I believe I, I don't know if we talked about on this podcast, but if he's going to win anytime soon, that's the place to win. You think so? Yes, it's the shortest match or the shortest major. Uh, it is a flat course. Like, the conditions will... It, he he has a chance to go out. Now I, I don't know if he's if his game is in the, the best shape, but if you're going to pick a course to play a major on that he's won on, it's that one. Mm. Yeah, based on his his leg and you know the things that are happening. So we'll see. It'll be in uh, July at St Andrews, I believe. Yes, it's back at St Andrews, the, the old course fiftieth. So it'll be good to have Tiger there. That was so fun, man. I was pumped when he just came out of nowhere and, and it ended up making a start for the Masters. So uh, big shouts to him for getting it, getting through it, and let's just hope he can keep on honing his game and uh, be in competition, be be competitive for the uh, the Open here coming up. Yeah, the hype will build. I, I think that the take I just gave will not be unique in mm-hmm. the months to come. Okay. You will, you will be hearing that a lot. Um, so there's the big cat, there's the masters, there's the green jackets. Um, you know, it's beautiful. It really is the best, isn't it? It is the best. What a fun time of year, man. And now we've got the play in tournament starting tonight for the NBA. Oh yeah. I mean, what do you think is good? Sorry shit. to interrupt you, Brad. Not what do you think all. Scotty Scheffler is going to serve at his master's dinner? Mm. His champions dinner next year. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know, man, but he's got some big shoes to fill after Hideki. Uh, knocked everybody's socks off. So uh, he better come. He, he's got a year 
to uh, consult with people who are in food, not like Micah, who is a financial consultant, a food consultant, get himself a good menu together because you can't embarrass yourself like that. Did you see when we were talking about him, uh, Scheffler, that is having a hard time putting on his vest? Did you see all the tweets going around about how he's going to have a hard time putting on the green jacket and then <laughs> he, he missed the sleeve or whatever? That was yeah, he shit. did struggle. He did struggle with that. There was like um, five or six pictures of him with like his his vest like over his hat on his head, like with his arms straight up in the air and shit. Like he struggled uh, Saturday to get that vest on that weighted vest, as Micah theorized. Yeah, I, I guess it probably isn't a weighted vest because he didn't wear it on Sunday. But uh, <laughs> he's trying to keep his core his his core warm. Interesting. Very strange. One of the stranger. Micah, uh, that might be away. one of your worst takes of all time, thinking that he was wearing a weighted vest to walk around the Masters, which is like the most is, hilly it, place. It's in looking like a bad take. <laughs> it's looking like a very bad take. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, yeah, we we everybody misses sometimes, Mikey. You can't hit them all. All right. Well, let's talk about the playing game. This, man. for me, has been a success, and it hasn't even happened yet. Uh, the end of the NBA regular season, I, I feel like there were a lot of teams that were discouraged from tanking that might have otherwise. And uh, we're here, and I'm excited about it. We are here. So tonight we've got the Nets. Uh, Cavaliers is the first game. Uh, it's at 6 p.m. Central Standard. And then tonight at 8.30, we've got Clippers-Timberwolves. Should we just unpack these games, or how do you want to go about doing this? Um, sure. Well, I mean, the big story here, is, of course, is the Nets. And the saga of Kyrie Irving, okay. most loathsome person on the planet, Ooh. Uh, in my opinion. Okay. Um, so these, this is what the seven-eight matchup. Is that right? I believe so. So the winner of this game automatically become, or well, becomes the seven seed and faces two seed in the playoffs. If the loser of this game then faces the winner of the nine-ten game, which would be Hawks Hornets which will be Hawks Hornets uh, for the right to be the eighth seed. Correct. And I get that right? Heat, yes. Who are the number one seed the Heat are? Milwaukee tanked and is now the three seed. So they've avoided both of these. Uh, uh, basically avoided the Nets in any in well, the first what round. they really which, got was the Bulls because the Bulls have just been and the, yeah, coasting and picked in. And the Bulls, yeah, which are falling flames. Yeah. Uh, do you have the lines on these games, Brad? I don't have them up, but let me open it real quick. I would imagine the Nets will be a pretty big favorite this evening. Um, in the West, you've got the Clippers. You know, and I obviously the the uh, the Nets are the big story here. Yeah, well, the Clippers too. In that Kawhi could feasibly come back. That's looming, and they've got PG back. So while the team basically they they outperformed what they should have done with their two-star players on the bench for most of the year and out with injuries. Now they're kind of a scary team, especially PG could get them over the hump. But really, if Kawhi comes back, then you got some really scary bullshit to deal with right there. Very um, scary. So that would be the evening round. So I've got your lines here, Micah. The Nets are nine and a half point favorites over Cleveland. And just as a quick recap Cleveland has dealt with major injuries they were a huge story going into the uh, all-star break um, and since then injuries to Mobley who has just come back actually their rookie who's who's likely to going to win the rookie of the year then they had uh, Jared Allen the their all-star center got injured I don't believe he's coming back for the playoffs uh, and they've had a myriad of other injuries so 
just injury riddled uh, Cleveland Cavaliers come limping into the playoffs. Brooklyn on the other side, I believe Kyrie's been cleared to play home and away games now, right? Without his his vaccine. That's correct, except except for Toronto. Right. So Brooklyn has basically overcome that, which would be the the Kyrie thing and then getting rid of James Harden. Uh, I also saw some news that they think it's likely that in uh, round one that they're going to get back uh, Ben Simmons for in some capacity. So that would be interesting to see if just get him his ass back on the court, whether it's in a, a starring role or if it's just in some sort of support off the bench role. I'd, I'd like to see him play with them. Um, but yeah, Brooklyn would be the scary one coming out of uh, basically out of the basement here and and could beat just about anybody with, you know, a full health Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irvin just slicing and dicing. So, uh, I I have a hard time believing they're going to lose the next two games. Hmm. Well, they uh, only got to win one tonight versus Cleveland, which they're going to do. They're going to roll these fools up. Um, it, it just there's too many injuries. If if Cleveland was at full strength and had been playing together for you know a couple weeks, I think that they'd have a much better shot. Clearly, but I just don't see it, man. I don't think they've got enough. Uh, firepower to deal with this Brooklyn Nets team. So um, that's that's my prediction. I'll take the Nets here in the early game. And then with the Clippers and Minnesota, uh, any thoughts on that one that are kind of popping into, popping to mind, Micah? You got any, any feels on this one? Not really. Uh, I just think both these teams are in big, big trouble. Oh, yeah? Why Cause, is that? Because the winner get, or the loser gets the San Antonio Spurs. Mm. After we win tomorrow night, that's so. double trouble. If you lose, then got to go play the Spurs. That's that's a bad deal. Are you sure? If, if the Spurs win, though, oh, you're right. Yeah, because there's not a game for them until. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you now. They they play New Orleans tomorrow. Right. So, if they lose to New Orleans, then they're just out, right? That's right. The Spurs. So they could play the Spurs, or they may have the Pelicans, which I think the Pelicans may be the favored. Uh, of the two Spurs Pelicans, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. Let's talk Los Angeles, Minnesota. I like Minnesota in this spot. Um, Minnesota, three point favorite. Correct. Uh, I think Cat's going to present some pretty big problems for this Clippers team. And I think that not playing together all year, I think PG coming back towards the end of the year is obviously a big boost, but I I don't know. I kind of like this, this Timberwolves team. They're, they're spicy, man. Um, I I think that they they take care of business here and beat the Clippers. I, do you got a feel for this one? Do you got a pick? Uh, no. Nah. I think I like the Wolves. You like the Wolves? I, think too? I like the Wolves. I'm surprised. I figured you'd like to shit on the Wolves, uh, just because of whatever the last five to six years they've looked like dog shit, and they just kind of came out of nowhere this year. And and actually, it's been a lot longer than that. Yeah, well, yeah. Let's be serious. Since Kevin Garnett left, basically, and they kind of stank then too. Uh, they had the, the good year with Jimmy Butler. And then, oh, yeah, and then Kevin Love one year. Yeah, anyways, they've had a couple of, of decent yeah. ones. But right now, they're pretty damn good and young for the most part. So that team's got uh, somewhat of a bright future, but we'll see. I'm excited to see them play. Uh, and then, like you said, tomorrow we've got Hornets, Hawks in the, the early games, uh, Spurs, Pellies in the late game. No Zion, right? I don't think he's coming back this year, is he? No, no, no Zion. Well, no Zion. That sucks. Yeah. What's wrong with that? I'm here, Spurs fan. Spurs are five and a half point underdog, which seems a little surprising to me. Yeah. Um. We'll see. It should be fun. I'm. 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 In, I'm already enjoying the playing tournament. It hasn't even happened yet. So I think it's done its job. 
What are you going to do for the Spurs game? Guess we got mm. steak night before it, right? Yeah, I'll probably be watching with you, buddy. Yeah, maybe we'll walk down and, and catch a beer at um, Lavaca Street or something. I'll probably run home as soon as we're done with dinner. Yeah, I Who probably will too. I got a pregnant wife. Let's be real. Let's go. Let's go. Anyways, you got anything else you want to talk about or where are we at? No, I got nothing. You get you got to get back to consulting, uh, mortgages and, and finances Advising. in general? Advising, my friend. Yeah. Uh, did you see there's, there's some Cam Newton uh, news? Was he, is he going to play for Brooklyn? What's what's the news? Uh, Kim Newton's never playing for anyone ever. <laughs> what Mark. happened? The headline says, free agent QB Cam Newton under fire for comments about women who, quote, don't know when to be quiet. Oh, boy. That's never going to um, The 32-year-old free agent showed up on the Million Dollars Worth of Game podcast mm-hmm. and then complained about women who, women who can't cook and don't know when to be quiet. Would you like me to read the quote? Sure. Now, a woman, for me, is handling your own, but knowing how to cater to a man's needs, right? Newton said on the podcast. And I think a lot of times when you get that aesthetic of like, I'm a boss bitch, I'm this, I'm that. No, baby, but you can't cook. You don't know when to be quiet. You don't know how to allow a man to lead. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. I mean... I I would I imagine that they were speaking in jest, but I don't know that that's the best move for a uh, famous person to go on the mic and and say some ignorant ass shit like that. Uh, generally speaking, not a good idea. Yeah, not great. Yeah, Mikey, you just don't know when to shut your mouth. That's the real deal. That's that's true. Uh, mm-hmm. All right, we should get out of here. Yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> time to go make some money, buddy. Time, it's that time. Uh, check out mine to Mike. Check out mine to Mike. Uh, check out uh, MichaelWiner dot com. Check out EarlyBirdCBD.com slash backdoor. And uh, you know, be good to each other. Until next time. Mm, bye bye. Thanks for listening.